Today's TribCast is presented by the Texas Association of Business. Discrimination is risky business. Your voice matters. Tell your state officials SB6 hurts Texas. Learn more at keeptxopen.org. And the Texas Realtors Association. Are your property taxes too high? It's time to take action. Learn more at hiddenpropertytax.com. Texas talking. What was that that you said? Texas talking. Gonna hoop upside your head. Texas talking. Tell me who can you trust? Hi, Matthew Dowd here, Texas entrepreneur and chief analyst, ABC News. Texas Tribune is letting me shamelessly shill my new book available on Amazon called A New Way, Embracing the Paradox as We Lead and Serve, a book for leaders at all levels who want to put country and community over party and profit. Now enjoy this week's TribCast. Here's your host, Emily Ramshaw. Thank you. This is Emily Ramshaw here with the TribCast for the final week of March. I'm joined by CEO Evan Smith. This is why I like working with you, because why? within about 10 minutes of, of, of one another, we each tweeted about Dan Huberty's jacket. I did it because Ross came in and said, have you seen Dan Huberty's jacket? Look at jacket? your television now. I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, the concept of a Dan Huberty sport jacket tumbler <laughs> This is a, 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 yeah, or a, 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 a time has come for this. Dan Huberty's sports jacket is probably already licensed. And I'd li- I'd if like you're to tuning in on running, Wednesday, right? he's wearing a uh, jacket that can only be described as. Okay, let's hear this. Oh, I was going to call it. I was going to call it cool cranberry. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say it looked like the blood pouring down from the <laughs> elevator doors into Shining. Uh, no. Politi- or, uh, investigative reporter Jay Root. Y'all must be hard of it. Speaking you, of people who murder other people, here's Jay Root. <laughs> and the identifier of said blazer, executive editor Ross Ramsey. Howdy. It's, what? You got nothing to say about person it? person in this office to wear a blazer from the Dan Huberty collection. Wait, that's what? Not true. That's totally that's not nice. true. No, no it's not I think offensive. Bobby, I think Bobby Blanchard is right over there behind <laughs> yeah. the camera. Is Bobby would do that, right? Bobby Blanchard, Bobby hair Blanchard. the color of a Huberty jacket. <laughs> uh, that's a good crayon color. Uh, if you are tuning in live on Facebook, remember that you can ask us questions about things other than Dan Huberty's blazer. Although one day he was wearing like an orange one. Sam, oh, he's maybe. been doing this for. You quite can a while. ask he about things other than Huberty's too. blazer, but you shouldn't. I mean, he really is. Dan Huberty's fashion game, as far as this legislature goes is stout well he's got some serious uh seersucker collection too i've seen mm. him in a couple That's of different true. ones yeah. don't you have to wait until um memorial day memorial for that day. and then no he does and then put it away before easter. Right away at labor day I thought seersucker a, was easter in a place as hot as texas you have to wait until memorial day to wear i don't think seersucker? you have to wait for anything but i'm not wearing those not white shoes <laughs> All anything right. goes in Austin fashion-wise, I think. Right. You're pretty weird. Anything also goes, apparently, at the TABC, uh, a place Jay has been right, <laughs> writing nice. about this a lot. This is when nice Jay starts drinking and Ross nice look at our phones. Hey, I, yes. I thought when I saw your story that um, somebody in the art department was drunk. Not yeah. just somebody, Todd. Well, I, yeah, I, I thought it was Todd. Jay, but, why don't uh, you explain the first sort of bombshell story you had this week uh, at the about the TABC that um, we we're mentioning the artwork that accompanied it that we did not make? Right. Well, a lot of people did think <laughs> that, that, that it was a Texas Tribune uh, art illustration, and um, the the 
coolest thing about it was if you look in the lower left corner on the credit, it says TABC Illustration. <laughs> right. And um, I mean, what does the illustration show? So and the why illustration is, it is, is it's a, like a private plane and it shows people looking out the windows of the plane and they've got beer bottles in their hand and there's like a, a big woohoo uh, written woo-hoo. across it. It's like a 1988 version of a Photoshop. <laughs> right. It's kind of sloppy. Yeah, right. With Cal- little shiners says, in the window. That's why I thought it was something we created because it looked right. so cheesy. <laughs> oh, right. no, 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 no. I thought we had deliberately not, done see, it. To see, make Todd it was fine. Oh, you're Todd digging a hole now. That yeah. artwork is way below our standards. Even we, that's how bad yeah. it is. Even yeah. we wouldn't publish it. Right. Yeah. So, oh so why is the TABC making artwork of their own employees boozing it up while flying an airplane? Well, the, the explanation for that kept changing, and I really haven't gotten a satisfactory answer, to be <laughs> I'm honest I'm not sure there you. is one. Yeah, well, there, well, there's not one satisfactory, I, I think, for the legislature. Um, but um, basically, this agency, which, as we know, regulates the alcohol industry, they go to bars and make sure people are, uh, you know, adhering to the law and all of that. Um, they, uh, and with, with the participation and oversight of their leaders, including the licensing director and the director of the agency, Sherry Cook, um, they, they had originally created it as part of this this flyer that they created uh, as part, I call it a flyer. They got very upset with me calling it flyer. So let's call it illustration, if that's okay with everyone. An in-house cartoon. Yeah, or graphic, whatever, in-house cartoon. But it wasn't and, in-house. It was created in-house, but it was distributed out of it. Well, well, it was uh, one version of it. Uh, allegedly, they say, without the beer and without the woohoo, were part of a PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what they said to My me. My favorite without TBC the beer or the woohoo. without the woohoo. I, right, but, but, I didn't know that was an option. Or but, without the B. Right, but oh the email God. chain on this is interesting because there was one in which one of the high-ranking officials says, you know I love the woohoo. I was thinking T-shirts. What do you think? We could have that illustration of that, you know, that we ran with, I, like on the back, I love, you know I love the woohoo. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> but anyway, they, so they so created what, this. Why, right, why had they created right, this It thing? was going to be part of a PowerPoint presentation that they were going to show and they did show one version of again they claim without the beer and the woohoo um, for uh, in NCSLA which is the National Conference of State Liquor Administrators um, and it sounds like a government I wonder group, what but, that but, conference is like well, I mean, yeah a lot of boozing <laughs> no. apparently yeah. a lot People of boozing who have permission to get drunk right, right. right. so but these are I mean basically then set the cartoon in-house cartoon aside what you have are liquor regulators who are basically partying pretty hard at liquor industry conferences, correct? Correct. And, uh, our, on, and on our dime. On, on taxpayers' dime. Yes. dime. Oh, yeah. Now, is, is there anything wrong with that? Well, <laughs> I'm asking seriously. Well, I mean, woohoo. I mean, lawmakers go, to, of woo-hoo. Yeah. lawmakers go to conferences all the time in, and, like, exotic right. locales. And, and the fact is that probably the energy regulators go to energy conferences on taxpayer dollars, right? Yeah, so well. why should liquor regulators go to liquor conferences on taxpayer dollars? Well, yeah, you, you know, the, the legislature, um, obviously, the, the lawmakers themselves go to these NCSL conferences, National State. National Legis- Conference of Le- State Legislators. NCSL right. of State Legislators. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of carrying on that goes on at these things, too. But I think the legislature looks at the legislature differently than they look at agencies, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, this you know, this is a pretty tight budget we're looking at. So timing-wise, 
you know, um, having gone to to Hawaii and spent ten thousand, you know, over ten thousand dollars in taxpayer money and over two thousand dollars in liquor money because we were able to determine that some of the money that paid for these trips actually came from NCSLA, the liquor which, industry. Well, partially seventy percent uh, from what I've seen, at least on the. The, one of the conferences for which we got a budget document for, 70% of the money basically came from the liquor industry. And so, you know, the, they're, they're out there partying on your money and also on the liquor industry's money. I mean, the optics are so bad right. because this is the agency that basically goes around, like, you know, right. slapping people on the wrist, slapping bars on the wrist. I mean, they are the guys who basically, I think Jay put it perfectly in his story, this is like the buzzkill agency. And the agency heads are out getting buzzed. I mean, it's it's pretty good. It's the closest yeah. thing we have to temperance regulation in the state of Texas, and right. right. But of course, I mean, again, I come back to what I said. There's it's a bit just of ironic. A, you know, shock, shock that gambling is going on here. I mean, the idea that somehow state agency regulators <clears throat> or employees of state agencies mm -hmm. might be at conferences, right, having a nip. There's also a disclosure. Looks like a long list of, yeah, long list of people right. who ought to know better, right? The, the hospitality suite that stays open till 2 a.m. There's also there's all yeah Are you there's in also the Texas a Lyceum hospitality suite this last weekend. <laughs> yeah, until about 9:30. When I P travel PM or AM. PM. When I travel <laughs> away from my kid, I'm in bed by 10. Yeah. <laughs> That's the dirty little secret yeah, of going away yeah. when you have a small child. Yeah. Um, Facebook right. questioners would like to know, were any taxpayer dollars injured in the making of this <laughs> in this um, flyer? Well, you know, the flyer uh, illust slash illustration was done on company, on state time, on a state computer. So technically, yes. Um, and and um, there was also uh, a disclosure piece to this, which is interesting. Um, uh, the director of the agency, Sherry Cook, um, has they, they said that she the agency told me that she was going to be updating her personal financial statement on file at the Texas Ethics Commission because she didn't disclose the contributions that she got or the the reimbursements that she got from this group to go to um, uh, these conferences, you know, travel reimbursements and all that. So agency. presumably liquor companies whose business in Texas goes through, passes through the TABC, right. were essentially funding the activities right. of the TABC. It would be like a railroad course. commissioner going to an oil mm -hmm. and gas conference. And, and having the and yeah. having the expenses at that conference paid, paid for, for by, by the oil and gas Apache sponsors or, or whoever, right? Right. Texoga or whatever. And and right. they also they also had uh, have acknowledged that they um, probably erroneously gave information in response to an open records request, which asks, "Hey, give me everything you have in which you've gotten reimbursements from any outside Who's group." Whose open records request was that? It, it was from McLean, which is of Drayton McLean fame. They don't—he doesn't own it anymore. His family doesn't own it anymore. They sold it to Berkshire Hathaway. But this is the Temple newspaper. Yeah, this is the Temple uh, Telegraph. No, Mac, no, McLean. No, no, is, but was it a newspaper that asked for it? No, it, no, it was McLean who asked for it. The, an individual, the asked company, for it. The, the company. company. Now, why would the McLean company have an interest? Because in they what the want TABC to, was they, doing they want to distribute alcohol right. in Texas, and they can't because three percent of their company, uh, well, because three percent of Berkshire Hathaway uh, is they they have three percent of Walmart, uh, and Walmart right. is in the retail. Uh, they have. You they, can't be in the distribution sell, business and the retail right. business and the. You can so only this be in. This gets back to the legislation that Walmart. Exactly. Been we have, oh, yeah, we that's have, so exactly. damn confusing. We have I a mean, tiered honestly, set of liquor uh, rules. We here. have a tiered set of alcohol right. laws. Right. If you if you make beer, you can't be the distributor right. or 
the retailer. Mm -hmm. If you're the distributor, you can't make it a retailer. If you're the retailer, you can't distribute it or make it. So Tito's and if there's makes any, it, but any doesn't crossovers. retail it or distribute it? Correct. Right. It, that, that would be illegal. Right. But, but, but what's interesting is a lot of states are ahead of us. Like in California, you can get Kirkland tequila. Um, and here you like can't. Like Costco? Yeah, yeah Costco. Right. In fact, Costco has like an attached liquor store. Right, but they don't. Well, actually, we have a right, liquor store. Isn't there a liquor store at the Costco separate, up on separate, Research Boulevard? Separate owner. But it's a separate, separate, owner. But it's a separate, separate but it's in separate the same. Separate store. Right. It's in the same building, but it's Pub a separate store. And in yep. Texas, publicly owned companies uh, cannot own uh, liquor uh, uh, stores, package stores. So interestingly, so an individual... As opposed to a news organization did the request for open records. A company, right. yes, an individual at a company. And they said, no, we don't have any uh, examples of uh, reimbursement. Turns out not to be true. Yeah. And that turns out not to be true. Um, my, yeah. I think, I mean, one of the follow-up stories you had that was most interesting to me was about this uh, investigative report, basically, that, you know, that they said they'd turned over to the Texas Rangers, and it turned out they... First of all, they'd been, they were supposed to have investigated themselves, and then they didn't actually right. turn it over? Correct. And, and, you know, that was honestly the second time we got erroneous information from them, the first time, which I didn't report on, but it was basically that um, about the creation of the flyer. They, mm -hmm. they uh, first started out by saying, oh, it was the tech guy, the IT guy who did it. And it's like, well, no, that right, ended some up. Some dude in the basement. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's like, no, it was actually overseen by top the top brass at the agency. They have a full-time cartoonist. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but, but anyway, I mean, um, so this, the thing with the investigative report was about the hospitality suite and whether or not the TABC itself violated rules by not getting a permit for, for serving alcohol in their hospitality suite and yet another one of these. Oh, that's Irony is dead. Right, right, right. And this was late last year. So they investigated and they said no. And, and the reason is, is because the rules say that if you give it away, you don't need a permit. But and, and and the complaint was that no, well you didn't give it away. It was part of the deal for for attending you, the conference. Right. If you paid, if you the paid fee. to attend, they said, well there were some people there who attended it, that it was open to the general public. So it's like okay, well I'd like to know where we the next attended. NCSLA conference is so I can I'll <laughs> go. I'll, I'll be your designated driver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Anyway, uh, it's a great story. Breaking news out of the legislature. Responding to the parliamentary inquiry, Dan Huberty says his blazer is quote. Fuchsia red. That's, that, it. that's an actual that's response. Fuchsia or red. That's an actual response from, from him. From him. Okay. Yes, he was asked in the in the legislature. Okay, well, we'll so cleared that the up. Texas that's Tribune good. gets re gets a response. <laughs> we get results. We demand <laughs> response. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, just a reminder, if you're on Facebook, you can send questions our way, and you probably will have questions about our next topic, which is what the hell Rick Perry is doing getting involved in a student government election at Texas A&M. I'm, I'm actually still amazed that the U.S. Secretary of Energy has the time or the bandwidth with all the challenges of that job. <laughs> but at the same time, as the New York Times pointed out in an article subsequently, um, his principal point of self-identification is Aggie. Right. Right. True. Aggie first. Yeah. You cut his arm. Texas governor second. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Fill out the following questionnaire. Are you an American, a Texan, or, or an Aggie? Aggie. Put right. them in order. Right. Well, right. give us the background. So why? The background why was, did it was it, a contested yeah. student election, mm -hmm. and it happened to be between uh, the uh, eventual winner, who is the first openly gay president of the student body of Texas A&M, an extraordinarily hidebound university. Not like it's the only hidebound university in the in the state or in the country, but it made news that you had an openly gay student body president at A&M in the way that it might not have made it at another school. 
Um, it was a, a contest between him and a young uh, man who was the. It turned out, is the son of a prolific. It turned out. It turned out, <laughs> it turned out. Is the son of a prolific Republican fundraiser. Fundraiser. Funny, funny little footnote. Primarily, uh, <laughs> uh, most recently was the fund, uh, principal fundraiser, I believe, for Jeb Bush, right? But had also done fundraising work for Rick Perry in the past, right? Um, and the, this was a contested election. Um, the uh, the loser in the election, uh, it was uh, said by his supporters, had had the election stolen from him since he had actually gotten the most votes. There which which is not in dispute, right? It's not he did in get dispute the most that votes. he got. Right. right. The right. problem was these campaign Well, the stolen violations. part was the was said part, not the got the most votes part. I mean, I have to say, so the campaign, the the sort of campaign contribution or campaign violations included like not reporting glow sticks, glow sticks, glow sticks. which just takes so college. It's well, but also it's like what a wonderful detail, right? Right. I mean, it it, it wasn't like something boring. And the but, glow but, sticks uh, were used in his video campaign ad. So it was that it was like two small. Well, I say small violations and the one and only one of them held up and the one that held up was about the right. glow sticks so okay that's a big enough technicality to have you lose this is an how election? reese witherspoon won in election isn't it close oh, probably God, right <laughs> um but look so the, so so perry writes this op-ed and the op-ed argues right. that the election may have been stolen and he makes the argument that this may have been a case may have been a case that's posed as a question as a hypothetical may have been the case of a desire for a sort of diversity-based mm. outcome to mm. this election trumping fairness. He floats this in the op-ed. Then it's, this is all reported, and what I think the media did largely, not us, others, was essentially say Rick Perry objects to an openly gay student body president at AM, which was actually not what he did. Right. His column was basically like, if this election had been fair, this would have been a you know, notably historic yeah. election. But at the, but at the same but it, time, yeah. by, by citing the possibility that diversity was the driver here, mm. he sort of held open the door to some conversation right. around this. Right. Meanwhile, and this is kind of fanning resentment, the, the sort of typical card where you play politically to just, you know, it's the the politically correct thing, you know. You're going after political incorrectness or whatever. And well, I, I, look, I don't know what actually happened here, but I do know that the big story, and this has been lost, is, is that the U.S. Secretary of Energy has got his nose in a student body election. Yeah, right. right? That's right. really, to my mind, the story. Well, is what is Perry? You know, it's the old right? fighting phrase. Fanning he's punching down. Right? He's not punching up. Why you know, would he's he? Like, he's, why would he do this? Why are you lowering a yourself? Question on that? Facebook. Chris Dobson asks: Has Rick Perry even had a press conference or any other formal event while in his new secretary? position i mean has he done anything from a policy standpoint well yet? he's right now at he's at the yucca, yucca, mountain, yucca mountain right now with governor brian sandoval uh, uh dressed as perry often was dressed when he would make site visits as governor he's got like on like a one of those bean field fishing shirts and a, oh yeah and a <laughs> camo hat and his, yeah know. he looks like he's on vacation jade helm so, outfit so what inspires him to get involved the family of a donor you know i mean how I does he possibly part right but really like Seriously, I, how does he have the bandwidth to even know about a student government election? You know, I think he's really a devout Aggie, and he noticed something back at the home church. You know, I think that really is it. I think, I, you know, I think the donor thing is interesting and, you know, provocative, but I think Perry probably would have done this whoever the kid was. Do you think he would have done it? Okay, honest question. Do you think this would have become a thing if he'd gotten involved and the student who won wasn't gay? No. So if this had hold on, I mean, you're it's saying got, if the like winner a, if the winner had been a straight kid as opposed to a, a gay kid that Perry would not have gotten involved? 
I don't think it would have had. No, she was asking if that's it would have blown up the yeah, way. I thought that's what you were asking. That's no, I think I, I think he might have gotten involved. I don't think it would have blown up the way it did. He probably wouldn't have written. Wouldn't have gotten had to write a column covered. because the initial election wouldn't have gotten the attention that it got. The I mean, only thing that puzzles me is he's oh, not know, really running for office. True, so what does he get out of it? Because I, I mean, from a political standpoint, again, um, I use this phrase "fanning resentment," which I got out of a Wall Street Journal editorial talking about those guys are crazy liberals. Well, the failure of a Obamacare of the repeal of Obamacare and that and that Republicans. This is again the Wall Street Journal right. editorial, which is the most conservative right. editorial page in America. And I think that there's this trend of like fanning resentment about things instead of actually doing things that had to do with your job. I, I want to come back to this point though of whether Perry would have gotten involved if the if the winner ultimate winner declared winner, even though he got the second highest number of votes, if the ultimate winner had not been the first openly gay student mm. by president. I think Perry would have complained. I think he would have. That's what I said. I think he would have complained. I, think I don't Perry think it would have might not have risen to the le- right. level of an well, op-ed. Well, well, it became this narrative element in the telling of the story, like the glow sticks in some ways, where it was like you couldn't make this the details right. in the story up and have them be any more right. interesting and unbelievable. But that's all taken together than they were. I think that if Perry's, my supposition here is that Perry's motivation was that. Um, he believed that the election was decided unfairly regardless of the the biographical details of the winner, Mm. right? Now, what's interesting is he didn't comment on the other election in which the person with the second highest number of votes won. (laughs) Well, there you go. I mean, a lot of... He had nothing to say about that one. It seems like it's more about... about, That one led to a secretary ...provoking political outrage about uh, diversity or about, you know... Well, it was an irresistible story. Look, it was an irresistible story, and the reality of it was it became a national story the moment that the Houston Chronicle hit publish. I mean, to me, the most irresistible part of the story, frankly, was how A&M responded to, like, its most famous storied uh, alum. I mean, A&M basically said, don't you have something better to do? I mean, that was like their director of communications. Her response was something along the lines of, you know, we're surprised that he has the bandwidth to engage in. One of Perry's Perry's oldest. So we disagree with him. statement that John Sharp crafted or scrawled scrawled in John Sharp's writing in the margins. You know know whose name was not mentioned in all these response stories from A&M? John Sharp. Sharp. Mm-hmm. And right. the argument is probably that this was not a matter related to the system. This was a matter related to the campus. Oh, I think there's a ghost in the machine. But right? I have to yeah. tell you, I yeah. was dying to know what John Sharp <laughs> thought about all this. I think I you think know. We know. <laughs> we're, oh, we're, yeah. saw it. I think we Sharp, read it. Weren't yeah. Sharp and Perry kind of there were at roommates? the frenemies stage by the end there? Like, wasn't there some... Well, who remember yeah. there was an, an, a possibility of naming a building on the A and M campus that didn't happen. Yeah, they were, pa- you know, they naming it for yeah, Perry. they've gone back and forth. I mean, they're old, old friends, and they've, you know, they really are. It's really a, very much a sibling relationship. Right. Sometimes they're Frenemies on the outs, story. and sometimes yeah. they're on the ends. Right. But you know, they yeah. always come. You know, they always go home. I, mean, I, did, de- I was desperate to know in all this what Sharp thought. So the sparring continues mm-hmm. between yeah. those two. Yeah. Yeah. While we're in here, I just saw it come across Twitter that Governor Abbott has said he is indeed certainly running for re-election. In case Hasn't there was, he already said in that? case there was any doubt, Patrick what is going on with the statewide elected officials who answer questions that we don't ask? It may have been asked, I believe. That. But didn't he already <laughs> announce he was running for re-election? No, I don't think so. All right, there you go. Really? I think I don't think it's been like Did an I announcement. Announcement. That? I think he's said, you know, I'm probably going to run for re-election. 
But I don't think he's actually, you know. Well, I mean, it may be technically be news, but it isn't news to anybody. People I don't on care Facebook, what Dan Hubert is wearing, I'm running. Do your research. Has he said it before? Who's right, Evan or Ross? Okay. This is my favorite, uh, favorite crowdfunded activity. Uh, yeah. Well, usually it's All right. Ross. Uh, well, speaking of things Ross is usually right about, um, Ross, you had a column yesterday basically telling all of us to stop freaking out about the prospect of a special session. Chill the bleep out. It's March. <laughs> It's almost April. This is the internet. <laughs> Don't believe um, it. It's yeah. It's March. I mean, there. You know, if you walk around the Capitol for five minutes, everybody's saying, "When do you think we're gonna? How much of a special do you think we're gonna have?" I hear so and so is gonna hold the budget hostage. hostage. And the reason I say so and so is because it's a different person in every telling. It's mm-hmm. Dan Patrick, or it's Greg Abbott, or it's somebody holding a budget hostage for this bill or that one. And, you know, there's always a fight between the House and the Senate at about this time when they release very different budgets. And it's pre-conference committee, you know, where they go in and hash it out. And frankly, I think, you know, if you, you know, my sense of things at the Capitol is that, you know, the leaders may be throwing some hard elbows at each other, but the House and the Senate membership are getting along as well as they normally do. I think, you know, they're... Which is not which at is all. Not, Although they get along I mean, fairly well, I think. I think, you know, they're going to get a budget House and Senate out. leadership? You know, budgets have a deadline of Are September watching the 1st. same movie? <laughs> budgets have... Emily wants a fight. Do you uh, have vacation budgets, plans for the second week of June? Yes. Is that what this is about? No, but I think they're not going to hold a budget. I just, they're, you know, they'll okay. hold other... They might hold show, other things. Show of hands. Special session, yes or no? Oh. On the budget, on the budget. Oh, on the it has to specifically be about the budget? Yes. It can't be about other stuff? No. So your whole column is just focused entirely on yeah, the budget? Yeah, did you read yeah. it? Did you, uh, I did read it, but, yeah. I actually, but I actually took from that really an extension of what your point was, which was that there would be no special session, period. Abbott has said, I don't want a special session, and I don't think there will be one. And his participation and assent in this is required. He has to call well, it. He has to he, call it. You know, one thing that I've learned. Wait, he, does he have to that, call it? Time out. If, yeah. if there's no budget, doesn't there well, have Dan to Well, Dan Patrick can't call it. I mean, unless. Exactly. Right. right. One thing that I've learned is like gov- only governors, you know, obviously call special sessions. So the conversation has to start with. The middle know, office, right? Exactly. And I obviously, if you don't have a budget, you have to call a special session in order to pass right. the budget to get but it But you're funded. not obligated beyond that. But you're not obligated beyond that. How, I do think there is one issue that Greg Abbott would call a special session on. Don't say ethics. Sanctuary cities. No, it's not ethics. Oh, well, no, absolutely is, but, that, but that's going to pass. Well, I, I think it will, but I mean, if I it does, if for some reason... think it's going to pass. But if for some reason it doesn't, if it's like a point of order or at the last minute or whatever, then I think that he would, because he's got to It's not going to come down to the wire. No, so you're saying no special session or yes? I am going to say, because I'm hopeful, no special session. You're saying yes or no? I'm saying not on the budget. I right, think that's there's what a, we're I, about. I think there's an outside chance. You've heard me say this. I think there's an outside chance of a special session if the federal government does something gigantic that ripples through state law, like a Medicaid block grant change or um, a big infrastructure thing where they say we're going to mm-hmm. do this on the border or this with highways or this with water. We're talking about something down things. the road. Yeah, we're but that's like second a, year. I'm talking about between, between here and no, 19. I do, I do not. not think there will be one. I, I'm voting I. Fight promoter Evan um, Smith. Just to be clear, Evan, thank you, Bobby, for this intel. Evan was actually the one who was right about Governor Abbott. He said in January that he was running for re-election. Thank you. Okay, you win one, you lose so, one. So I would say this is it's like thirty to one now. Okay, <laughs> he's I'm got feeling, one. I'm feeling great. Uh, so what do you think it's going to be a budget special session? No, I think there's going to be some oh, controversial well, issue non-budget related that will not that's going to blow up. You were talking about baseball. Was, I was talking about football. This whole poll was about the budget. <laughs> nah. 
But but here's the things that happen. I think this is a dangerous thing for the Democrats who may Swami. wish. Look, I, th I think that the, the call could potentially bring back from the dead some legislation that dies during the regular. That if they go into special, it's, calls it is, always do. It is, mm -hmm. a, it is complicated, right, if you do that, if you, if you open up the call. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We just got our uh, most favorite Facebook comment of all time from, from someone Nars? named Pat, who oh. said, I've listened to you guys since day one. This is the first time to see you on Facebook. It's nothing like I imagined, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I wonder what that means. What does that yeah, mean? No I know. I think we need a little more I thought Ross was hot. Is that what that means? <laughs> I'm just going to leave that right Should have worn my Dan Uberty coat. Next time. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Uh, well, since we're already talking about Abbott, let's uh, pivot to Abbott's trip to the White House. Uh, for what exactly? Press. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Abbott was really there to meet with President Trump on uh, a deal regarding charter communications in uh, um, McAllen, I believe. Right. Anyone know the specific details about this? We should all know about it because it was actually reported months ago. So why the trip to Washington to meet with Trump now? And, you know, it was a virtual ribbon cutting, basically. You know, here we are. You know, things are great. We're Republicans. We're in office. Um, jobs on the border. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, it really was for press. I mean, they were trying to get a— And it's hardly the first instance of a governor or a CEO traveling to the White House to announce jobs created that were actually created right. before Trump was mm -hmm. president. Mm -hmm. Right. Victory lap. It's actually lap. quite you know, par for the course. I think it was just a straight-up right. victory lap. Did you get to see the picture of Abbott and Perry and Trump in the, White House, in the Oval together? No, I didn't see it, that. It was a picture of the three of them together in the Oval, and if you had put that picture in front of any of us two years ago and said— who is the least likely person in this picture <laughs> to, be to be president? Had that guy end up behind the desk? Which one of these two guys yeah. let Donald Trump on a visit to the White House sit in the big chair? They might have looked at that picture and said, oh, Greg Abbott's president? Seriously. You know. Right. And, mm -hmm. and honestly, and the other thing I noticed was Rick Perry's hair was graying, noticeably I thought you were going to say great. And I was like, yes, well, it is great. Yeah, no kidding. No, I'm not upgrading it from good hair to great hair. <laughs> but Governor his hair good looked, hair. it was Governor Gray hair all of a sudden. Did you notice that? Do you think maybe he was dyeing his hair before? They denied that. I think we asked that one time, and they said uh, that he was not. I didn't not, ask it. There was a rumor going around go during the one of like, the... Like, let themselves go. Yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of question you could never ask a female politician. See, and, and that, that shows we're not sexist. Jay, Jay's equal opportunity asking about people's hair? Well, I mean, or just we've, we've only had hair. male governors since I've been covering governors. I, I missed the Ann Richards era. Well, she got, she, there was, was already white. Talk she, about, it was already white when she got but there. There was a lot of talk about her hair being. <laughs> it was all having right? to work with Bullock. <laughs> right? yeah. it scared the crap out of her. Yeah. <sighs> all right, um, Tyler Norris wants you to know. Oh, by the God. way, he is listening, and he thinks Ross and Evan need, Evan need a separate show where they just make wagers and dares. Truth or dare? Rock good. paper scissors. We should this go on that, yeah. on that new Brett Musburger satellite radio yeah. channel. That's all from the Vegas. There you uh, go. A sports book. I'll go to Vegas. Meanwhile, sure. Ross, uh, are you going to write an editorial about Dan Huberty's coats? I hope so. Only if there's a God. Hold out <laughs> hope. All right, that's all the time for coats we have. If you have questions or comments, you <laughs> can email them to tribcast at texastribune.org. And if you value the Tribune's nonprofit, nonpartisan newsroom, please consider making a donation at support.texastribune.org. Thanks to Shiny Ribs for our music. And on behalf of Evan, Ross, Jay, and our producers, Todd and Bobby, this is Emily. Thanks for listening. Texas talking. Now, Todd and I have our shit together, unlike most people.